Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of Life's Multiverse. I hope you're all having a great and productive day because our topic today is especially about productivity. Productivity is something many of us strive for in our daily lives, whether it's at work, home, or in our personal projects. But today we are going to unlock all the secrets behind productivity. I'll share with you all my tips and the routines that I follow to ensure the maximum productivity throughout my day. It's also important to know that productivity is not about working non-stop. It's also about knowing when to take a break. And we're going to talk about that as well. So let's dive deep into the topic and explore how to maintain a consistent level of productivity. And for that, let me tell you a bit more about myself. Let me start from five years ago. I was an office worker. I struggled with maintaining a productive routine. My mornings started chaotically. I often hit the snooze button repeatedly, sacrificing valuable sleep, rushing to get ready, skip breakfast, because I believe that it saves time. My desk was cluttered. My routine lacked structure, leading to frequent distractions from social media and office chit chat. And after lunch, I repeatedly experienced afternoon energy slumps. I attempted to boost my productivity with caffeine, but shortly I ended up feeling jittery and unfocused. But fast forward five years later, I managed to change a lot of habits and behaviors, and I managed to turn around many outcomes to my benefit, putting myself on the productivity road and keep going. And I'm here today to tell you exactly what I did. But first to stay on the same page, let's revisit the definition of productivity. So productivity, as we're talking about it here, is a measure of how much output you can generate in a given period of time. So when we talk about being more productive, what we actually mean is that we want to generate more output in the same period of time, which is typically our 24 hours day. So starting from here, we are going to invalidate some misconceptions around this topic, as well as sharing the tips and tricks on how to be more productive. And the most common misconception is that busy equals productive. Just because someone is always occupied doesn't necessarily mean they are making the most out of their time. It's essential to differentiate between being genuinely productive and just being busy for the sake of it. Filling your day with tasks might make you feel accomplished, but it's the quality and impact of those tasks that truly matter. And asking yourself a simple question at the end of the day could give you more insights if you are just being busy or you are actually productive, which is how closer to my goal am I by the end of the day than where I was in the first hour in the morning. And the answer could give us an approximate measurement whether we are on track or we are just circling in our place. Another myth is that multitasking is the key of being productive. While it might seem efficient to juggle multiple tasks at once, research has shown that our brains aren't designed for effective multitasking. In fact, constantly switching between tasks can decrease our overall productivity and drain our mental energy. Instead, focusing on one task at a time, giving it our undivided attention can lead to better results. And I fell for this mistake myself, where I thought that multitasking and doing many things at once will ensure me achieving my goals faster, because at the end of the day, I'm doing it in parallel. 
so it should be faster, right? Unfortunately, that's not the case. And to understand why, we need to rethink the way our brain works. And for that, I will propose here a very simple idea. Knowing that our brain power is the main source of productivity, our productivity limits are bound to how brain power can we generate at a time. And unfortunately, it was found that brain power is a finite resource. We have a limited supply of brain energy, we need to use it wisely throughout our day. So we can imagine that when we wake up first in the morning, our tanks are full of brain power and it is depleted as we go throughout our day. And visualizing our brain energy as a tank is an excellent metaphor. Think of it this way. When you multitask, it's like having multiple vehicles drawing fuel from a single tank simultaneously. Each task is like a separate vehicle. And when you try to fuel them all at the same time, the tank depletes faster. Not only that, but each vehicle might not get enough fuel to run at its optimal speed. So instead of getting to your destination faster, you end up stalling and not reaching any of them efficiently. Additionally, every time you switch between tasks, there is a refueling cost a mental overhead associated with shifting your focus. This process can drain the tank even faster. Consistently multitasking can leave you feeling drained and accomplished and unsatisfied. And this tax is very well known as context switching, where constantly switching context between different tasks can be mentally exhausting. So remember, your most valuable currency here is your undivided attention. And from this concept comes the term laser focus. So when we laser focus on our tasks, we make sure that we are giving the most of our productivity for this task. And related to that, we have the very valuable book called Deep Work by Carl Newport. He offers valuable insights into how to achieve focused, high quality work in a distracted world. Because the world we are living in nowadays is very distracting. We have distractions all around us and it's very challenging to stay focused. And he offers multiple ways that could help us achieving that. Some of them are creating a ritual. So to develop a pre-work ritual that signals to your brain that it's time for deep work. This could be as simple as setting aside a dedicated workspace, putting on specific music or practicing deep breathing. Also, a very efficient method is time blocking. Implement time blocking to schedule specific periods for deep work in your day. Protect these blocks from interruptions and treat them with the same importance as meetings. He offers many other valuable advices like setting clear goals, using the 4DX method, eliminating distractions, and practicing deep learning. So I highly recommend checking out the book because it has very valuable insights. But the main key takeaway here is that we need to ensure as much as we can that we enter and stay in the flow state. The flow state is the state that we enter when we are deeply focused on a single task. We lose sense of time and we lose attention to our surroundings. This is the state when we can achieve the most valuable work and creative tasks that we could ever do. It's when we get tunnel visioned on the task in hand and make sure that we are giving it the most of our brain energy. 
There are also many other resources that you can check out related to the flow state. I highly recommend mastering it because it will unlock your highest performance. And diving on a deeper level in neuroscience, we found evidence on how these mechanisms actually work in the brain. And scientists found that there are two networks responsible for focused and unfocused states in our brains. They called it DMN and TPN. So the DMN is also known as the default mode network, which is the regions of the brain that are activated in what we call the wandering state. So when, we, when our brains wander, we are activating the default mode network, which is usually associated with retrieving autobiographical memories or imagining the future. Which is not completely a bad thing and might be helpful in multiple occasions, but not in what we're talking about today, which is productivity, which requires the other network to be active, which is the TPN or task positive network. The TPN is active during attention demanding tasks and includes our conscious attention towards the external environment. So when the brain is not engaged in any particular task, the default mode network is active. In contrast, when you are focused on a task, the task-positive network is active. The DMN lights up when you are lost in thoughts. For example, ruminating, thinking about future events, dissecting past events, or daydreaming. It was also noticed that people with ADHD can have both brain networks active at the same time. And it's important to note that we are not saying here that there is a one bad network and one good. Both networks have their own objectives in different times, but for this particular purpose, which is productivity, it's important to have a strong TPN and focus on activating this mode in the brain when we are about to start working on a task that requires our attention. And now you might be wondering, how could you strengthen this part of your brain and make it more effective? And lucky for you, there are multiple ways to do that. One of the most effective ways to strengthen the TPN and enhance our attention in general is meditation. Where this might at first sound very counterintuitive, maybe for many people nowadays where they are living in a busy daily lifestyle and they barely have time to finish all their tasks during the day. So sitting there and doing nothing, meditating, might sound out of touch because they don't have time for that or it might sound like a waste of time. But the reality is, if you take only as little as 10 to 20 minutes for practicing daily meditation, this can have immense benefits on your attention span. Not to mention all the other well-being and health benefits that you can harness from meditation. But as we're talking here about productivity, so meditation, it was found that mindfulness in particular helps with deactivating the default mode network in the brain. Because in mindfulness meditation, we are encouraged to focus on things and concentrates on, for example, our breath or the present moment, where we prevent our mind from wandering much. While it's still a difficult task even for expert meditators, but it can modulate the activity and connectivity of both DMN and TPN in ways that are beneficial for mental well-being. Because on the first hand, keeping our minds from wandering helps deactivating the DMN, and 
encouraging the concentration and focus on our breath, for example, or the present moment, helps activating the TPN, which is the network that we want for focused attention, which in turn leads to enhanced productivity, where in particular it strengthens the lateral prefrontal cortex, which is a very important brain region related to this area. Meditation can also facilitate more flexible switching between the DMN and TPN, so practitioners often report being more aware of their thoughts and feelings without being consumed by them. This awareness allows for a conscious choice between mind-wandering and focused attention. Apart from meditation, another very helpful routine that you can incorporate into your lifestyle for enhanced brain functions, especially in the TPN and DMN networks, is exercising. And in particular, it was found that balance-focused exercises have a profound impact on our attention and focus. And this type of exercise is usually prevalent in practices like yoga and tai chi, so it's highly advised to practice it to maximize your results. With that said, any sort of exercising is definitely helpful for the brain. So now you prepared your brain to be in the optimal state for productivity. And now let's talk about the actual work. When you decide to get productive and start working on a task, it's usually advised to block some time, as we mentioned before, specifically for this task. This time block should be followed by a break. And research found that periods between 25 to 50 minutes of deep work is usually ideal, followed by 5 to 10 minutes break. And you can do that as many times as you want throughout the day, where every time block should be focused only on one single task. Remember, no multitasking. And as a rule of thumb, you might start with the hardest tasks in the earliest time blocks, because that time you will have the maximum of your energy tank. Remember, our brain energy is a finite resource, so we need to use it wisely. That's why it's advised to start with the hardest tasks where our tanks are full, so we have the enough horsepower to go through them. And a very important point to add here is that we need to make sure our tasks are somehow rewarding. That means when we finish a task, there should be some sort of a reward that we should expect. Because the brain's reward system plays a major role in productivity. And dopamine, which is a neurotransmitter, is associated with motivation and reward. It plays a significant role in this process. Where completing tasks triggers the release of dopamine, it reinforces the productive behavior and neuroscience advises breaking tasks into smaller achievable goals to receive more frequent dopamine rewards, which can increase motivation. Where on the other hand, something we need to stay away from, which is decision fatigue, where, as we mentioned, the brain has a finite capacity for making decisions. Repeatedly making choices can lead to decision fatigue, which impairs decision-making abilities and productivity. To combat this, Consider automating your routines. By that, you will make as less decisions as possible during the day. This might include organizing your workspace so you don't need to search for your stuff every time you need to start working. Or set repetitive routines for the things that you do daily so you don't waste your decision energy on things that don't really matter. It was also found that diet could highly affect our energy levels. For example, eating fast sugars 
Although it gives us a high energy surge immediately, but it leaves us feeling depleted later on. So it's really advisable to have complex carbs, which is digested slowly, so it will provide us with a sustainable energy source throughout the day. Because glucose in particular is the brain's favorite source of energy, and keeping our brains fueled by that will maintain our energy levels and focus. And having starches and complex carbs like whole foods and grains helps us fueling our brain for the longest amount of time. It also keeps us away from afternoon energy slumps, where we suddenly feel that we don't have energy anymore in the middle of the day. And this could happen because of many reasons. Two of them are having fast sugars and caffeine. Where caffeine is not bad by itself, it's the opposite could give us the push that we really needed during a tough day, but we need to use it wisely. And it's usually advisable to not take caffeine until like an hour or two after you wake up to avoid afternoon energy slumps. Another highly contributing factor here is stress. Where stress could leave us with elevated cortisol levels, which could in turn impact our performance and productivity. And for that, we need to learn more about stress management techniques and practice them regularly. One of these techniques is the thing that we already mentioned, which is meditation and exercising. Also, diet plays a major role in managing stress. And most importantly, sleep. Where I dedicated a full episode about sleep, feel free to check it out. But now we will just emphasize how important sleep is to maintaining our energy level and productivity. We could all relate on how a bad night's sleep could ruin our next day. Leaves us feel depleted and even depressed. But a key advice here related to productivity is to wake up and sleep every day at the same time as much as possible, even on weekends. This was found crucial when we speak about energy levels. Also, it's very important to know something called the chronotype. Where chronotype is different from person to person, it's about the time in the day that we feel the most energetic. And for some people, it's the early morning. For some people, it's late at night. And it is important to learn about our bodies and how does it feel at different times of the day and adjust our schedule based on that. And since the chronotype is related to the circadian rhythm, it used to shift as we age. So as we get older, our hours used to change. As I noticed this on myself, where I used to be more like a night owl and to be more active at night, but now as I'm getting older, I noticed that I'm preferring the morning hours more. So it's very important to keep an eye on that. And the last advice that I have for you today might come as intuitive, but we can't miss that, which is watching out your screen time and social media usage. While we could easily get lost scrolling for hours on social media, it definitely impacts our productivity. And there are apps out there to monitor your screen time and screen usage. Even it might block some apps if you feel like you need to do that. That's definitely not a problem and it could have a profound effect on your productivity. So as you might have noticed already, the advices that we have are very much intertwined with the other aspects of optimizing life quality, which is always sleep, exercise, and diet. These are actually the three main and essential factors in our lives that we need to keep in check to elevate our life's quality in general. 
And I myself noticed a great impact from that only by optimizing these three factors in my life. And by fixing them, you will hit many birds in one stone. So as we wrap up our episode for today, just remember that there is no silver bullet for productivity. It's a lifelong process and you will keep improving one step at a time. So take it easy on yourself. Keep experimenting with different strategies and you'll definitely notice improvements before you know it. And I encourage you to reflect on what we've learned today and how you can apply these insights to your own life. And I hope these concepts offer valuable guidance on your path to becoming your most productive self. Thank you for joining us today and until the next time.